Hi and welcome to episode 225 of Mighty White's podcast. I'm Jack, as always, joined by Casey. Hello. Just for two of us this time, we can make it if we try. Um, how's things, mate? Uh, not not bad. Hectic, hectic Sunday. Crammed into 90 minutes. Yeah, I know. Welcome that back to the Football League. Yeah. I know that we say it all the time, but Leeds does just do stuff like that, doesn't it? it, it we never have it simple. Yeah, it's. I, I know we're coming off the back of Cardiff having a, a a not great season, and then a transfer embargo as well. And I can't be the only one who went into that game going, "This is Cardiff one 0 written all over it." Yeah, um, and there was a point where Cardiff one 0 would have been better than we were actually doing. Um, now you you look at that game, and if you could be sort of non-partisan about it, you would look at it and just go, "Leeds were just a bit unlucky there." But the thing is, we do that so often that it isn't unlucky. <laughs> I lost count of the number of times last season where we'd have a decent opening 20 minutes and then give away a just really soft goal. And then not, and then that's it, and we couldn't get back in it. And the difference is at this level, we maybe will be able to get back in it. But it was the exact same issue. Like, I mean, I, I looked at it like on paper before the game, I was looking at it and I went, right. Ealing, all right, it's dropped down the league, so it'll probably be all right. Strap and Cooper have been really good for pre-season and they're both good players, and I really like Yelda. So that's one fine-looking defence. Why doesn't mine look like that? <laughs> Why? Why? Why must life be so hard? Why must we fail at every attempt at defending? Has, has Farkin nearly finished building his defence yet? I think he's almost, almost done. Ah! Yeah, he's done. He's done. He's done. <laughs> um, I, I believe. I believe yeah. the charging sound is is Nat Phillips. Um, but, no, it's uh, uh, Pat Sauce. Pat Sauce. Th- that lad. I haven't got, I haven't got that. If it was written down in front of me, I could have an attempt at saying it, but I haven't put it in the notes, so I don't know. Um, yeah. So going into the actual game, obviously I was at the game. Can okay, so you watched it in the pub, I believe? Yes. Um, cool. Well, I'll be checking with you the stuff that I couldn't really tell in the ground. Uh, so yeah, Leeds two, Cardiff two. Is it fair that to is, say that, that is we, true? You did see that, but is it fair to say that we were literally barring about three minutes dominant throughout? Yeah, like yeah. we just. I, th- I think the, the the main concern up and certainly probably through the first, definitely the first half, certainly the, the first hour really was that we just weren't testing the keeper enough. Hmm. Um, you know, I, th- I think the end of the first half, our shots on target were um, two. I think yeah, two, two on target. It was one of them a non-to effort. And there was the, a, some of the some of those shot from edge box. The, there's that, and, and there's and there's the Pascal Strauch header straight to the yeah. keeper. Yeah, those were who, who as you have been saying for many for many a, a month now, he should be scoring a lot more headers. Yeah, he's, he he he's really good in the air. He should do more, but he's going to be the second receiver on corners soon. Uh, we'll probably see. Um, yeah, like the. We sort of got going a bit with the football at times. Probably the best bit was 
that sinister ball out to Ailing, cushioned header for Nanto, half volley wide, which from the East End Upper looked in the second he hit it. So <laughs> if it was the full jump up, yeah, the full Shinsuke Nakamura, yeah. <laughs> like, it, was, it was a nice little passage of play that, I, I don't know, the, the, the cynical part of you would call that a hopeful long ball out wide. Um, but it was a, a really nice pass out to Ailing, and Ailing judged his header absolutely perfectly for for Nanto to run onto. Yeah, I want everyone to listen to that bit of praise for Luke Ailing and hold on to it. <laughs> Remember it; it's important. Take it, son. Nurture it. Uh, because basically, having been dominant throughout, but you like without creating enough, the leadsness happened. Uh, they get ball, Callum O'Dowder makes a run from the left-back area. Nontos took slightly inside and does not even slightly notice him there. We, I believe, said pre-match that we want Nonto, if, if we're going to play that four, needs to be the nine, because he's the only one with no defensive awareness. And he just runs past. However, it's massively exacerbated by Luke Ayling has gone forward to mark a guy who's bordering on in centre midfield. <laughs> Uh, and there is, I mean, Callum O'Dowder has, I mean, you've all seen that picture on Twitter where he is the only one in the frame. I think you can just see Melier in the corner. Yeah. Like, he's got 35 yards of space. And, well, I, like, I, in the ground, I put it on both because I looked straight at Nonto and he did look guilty as sin. And he was, like, what he did was wrong. But Ailing is the one that I expect to have better sort of awareness from that. If he just sees where the player's going and drops five, six yards at the start, it's probably fine. I, and think, he just if he, I think if he stood still, it would have been fine. It's yeah. the last the last minute stepping up that that really that really did it. Um because he's he's the one that can see this ahead of him. Like Nonto should be tracking him. But most of this is now going on behind him. Yeah, in very, he is sort of he. What he does, he half presses the man on the ball, even though there's already someone there to press the man on the ball. And because of that, O'Dowder's behind him. Now his his defensive awareness is his biggest weakness anyway. He is terrible for it. He, he loses his man constantly because he's basically just a forward. Uh, but when he, as soon as he doesn't see him, he's never. There's no. He's never going to check his six. As I would say, <laughs> no, it, it, and and from there, it just unfolds to Pascal Strauch has no idea whether to to go to the ball or to to hold his position sort of level with the the edge of the six yard box, hmm. and then just everything goes wrong, and then for some reason Leo Hielder is in the middle of goal and everything's just gone wrong. Yeah, you see, in the ground, you couldn't... The actual <clears throat> sort of goal mouth scrambly bit, you couldn't really tell. What, I mean, I know that... I could tell that Josh Bowler had the first shot and it was a good block from Ampadu and then Ugbo back to Bowler and he finished it fairly well. But, like, as for who should have been where in that bit, you couldn't tell in the ground. You could tell in the build-up, you couldn't really in that... But, yeah, we just we just got pulled all over the place, and it was, and, and as we'll get onto with the second goal, just 
just some level of discipline for positions was yeah. needed. Well, I mean, we'll talk about the second goal because it, it basically follows on. Um, I mean, it's just the world's most simple give and go, and Yelda just gets done. Hmm. Like, completely done. Like, I still have big hopes for Leo Yelda. I think he's a good player. I would still start him this weekend. Uh, I probably wouldn't against Shrewsbury because I'd probably give Byron the minutes for that. But the he just gets completely done. And once he's in that position, he's knackered. He can't bring him down because it's... I thought my real-time thing was this is going to be a penalty. And he managed to avoid he, the penalty. He definitely he just dangles a leg out there, doesn't he? To, uh, yeah. Um, to, to give them that chance. But no. And, and, and again, once he's done... All of a sudden, everyone's kind of having to shift across. Um, I, I still this I have seen back. Ailing shifts across, just basically away from his man and not onto a different man. Yeah, like Strout Strout <laughs> goes across, so I appreciate that Ailing is left with two men at the back. I I, I appreciate that, and it's but Luke Ailing moves beyond both of them. Yeah, that <laughs> and, then they're, and they're both behind him. Then <laughs> well, that, just... that's the thing that, like, even if you've only played football up to like being fourteen, if you've got two men at the back post, you mark the one closer to goal. Mark one of them. Yeah, you, you, whoever's closer to goal is the one that is more likely to score. Hmm. So that's who you mark, and then if it goes over your head, you can try and rush out to block. And if they then play it back inside, it's not your fault. You weren't covered. <laughs> but no. Now, I, I, I think it is mostly on Yelda, that one. Like, And in fairness, as, as much as I like him, he did have a pot. He was noticeably poor for that first half with Yelda. Gave the ball away more than most. Uh, and I think that uh, all through pre-season, he's done this cutting, you know, dropping into midfield thing and inverting. And I don't think they've really pressured him on the ball when he's done that, so he's looked really good doing it. And I think Cardiff... One of the few they did pressure him well, and he looked a little bit panicked. But he'll get better at that as he gets used to it. Mm. I, I think one of the things, and and uh, someone who, who's commented on here fairly frequently, I, I watched the game with Brad Carrot, and yeah. he said three out of these four defenders were in a team that for the last two years have conceded a ridiculous amount of goals, yeah. and. Still it's lack- like 160-ish. Yeah, they're still <laughs> they're lacking a lot of confidence. And, and I think as soon as that first one went in, I think it I think it shook them a lot because um I know it's always a little bit dicey because I think I think there was there was one of those balls over the top that Liam Cooper was watching back for Melier and you were just looking at it going, mm, <laughs> mm, I think I've Melier's cleared it. But but yeah. Strout gets a little that way at the moment as well. Um you know, I think, I think they said on, on the square ball, like it was quite nice to see Charlie Cresswell come on and just absolutely clatter through someone to win a header. And you were just like, right, that 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 is what is needed right now is just, it might not be the prettiest defending, but just yeah. someone who is very confident in their ability to win that ball. Some defending. Yeah. Um, I did see quite a lot on Twitter after the game, people talking about the players being booed off at halftime. They weren't, they were booing the referee for not giving that penalty shout just on halftime. Which looked like a pretty good shout from the ground, KC TV. Probably not. Ah. I, 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 th- I think it would have been softer. You see, you see the arm go across sort of the back of Somerville, 
but it would have been sad. I, th- I, th- I think the frustrating part was because in the build-up to that, Somerville gets tripped, it then goes into Sinister in the area, he goes down, that's just... If it's not a, it's not a, If it's not a dive, it's as close as you're getting to one. Yeah. Um, and then it comes back to Somerville, who I can't even say he got hold of the shirt that was just sort of an arm across his lower back. Ah, right. and, and, he, and he goes down. Um, and, and again, watching it live, I, I shouted for that as well. But when you watch it back, it's like, uh, it, it probably should have been a free kick on the edge of the area for the yeah. first one. But yeah. Um, I mean, coming out of it, I didn't think the referee... I, I thought the referee was fine. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think ultimately, looking back at the things we appealed for, I think most of them he probably got right. Yeah, there, there was a few things that were like, like, for instance, there's a big push on the let's try and stop the time wasting. And that appears to have happened in 45 out of 46 <laughs> AFL games this weekend. Uh, I know that there was still plenty of time added on in ours, but not the bed views. And Cardiff were time wasting from like the fifth minute. Like, they should have, they probably should have been more than there was. Um, on the subject of the defending that you were on about before, friend of the podcast, Ali, is just the way Cardiff parked the bus made it so hard to score shows how crap our defensives. If we parked the bus, we'd concede eight. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he's got a point, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, at half time, everyone was fuming, but everyone in the ground around me was also sort of laughing. It was like, this is so Leeds. Like, same, same shit, different year. Yeah, that uh, spinal tap line, the more things stay the same, the less it changes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so, half-time, half Byron on for Yelder, which I think was fair enough. I At half-time, when I was talking to my dad in the ground, I said, Cresswell for Yelder, Stroud to left-back is what I thought he was going to do. So, But he just did a similar thing. Um, and then, well, it was a couple of minutes into the second half, wasn't it? I don't know how long it was. Uh, like four minutes in. Leeds have Ville always been a... dead good at corners. Yeah. Somerville takes a really good corner. Cooper attacks it brilliantly. Good goal. He's probably out for the season. Uh, uh, it didn't look good. We'll, we'll take this in shifts. First part. Somerville's corner. Really good. Yes, much Art better than Grace. Grace. Archie Gray was on corners through pre-season and took nearly exclusively good ones. First league game of the season took took three or four, all of them shite. The only one that you could say was passable was the deep one to the back post that Cooper headed back into Stroud. But I don't think it was meant to be that deep because Cooper had to go tear arse him back to get to it. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, there's just that thing that Leeds players can't take corners. Unless the gold Sam Greenwood, and even he's only like 50-50 with being the best dead ball taker. But Cooper's header is a belting header. Yeah, he, he just he gets the run on him, doesn't he? And just absolutely powers it in. And then you watch the replay of him landing and his leg just wobbling as he comes down and it's horrendous. Yeah. We're still not sure whether it's ankle or knee because they both seem to jar. He seemed to he seemed to be holding his his knee while he was down. And I because I thought that's what it was as it came down. But um Farker did seem to be talking about his ankle more. Um, I haven't actually uh, heard Barker's post match, so. Um, so and then obviously he tried to walk off and very quickly went, no, no, get the stretcher. Yeah. Well, you would think that uh, 
that puts paid to those Saudi rumours. It's one way to do it. Yep. Uh, it's a shame for him, because like, you never want to see him get injured. Obviously, he's been forever. But you mentioned Cresswell. He came on for Cooper. Stroud went to left centre-back. He was very committed. He had a weird game. That's the way I'd phrase it, a weird game. Like he didn't really have to do much defending, so you can't do that. He ran out with the ball loads, which I really like to see. But it did kind of look. Can you remember when we were just letting John Stones run sixty mm. yards until he got into the dangerous area? Yeah, there was a little bit of that from Cardiff. They were just sort of letting him have it. Um, but he did fe- he did well with most of them. There was one where he got a bit greedy and tried to beat a man and just lost the ball immediately, and it could have been. A dangerous counter attack if Cardiff would have wanted to counter attack. Um, but I, I don't mind seeing him bring the ball out like that because again, it's the sort of thing that you he'll get better at if he keeps doing it. And if we're playing against if we end up playing against a lot of teams this season that sit on the edge of a box, you need that sort of thing. Puts an extra man in midfield, it gives you the ability to spread the play a bit. Um basically after after Cooper's goal. It was the entirety of Leeds, I think. I think Cardiff had one shot after we equalised that went over. And that was it. Yeah, there was the there was the there was the other oh, was in I think after we'd got the first one as well, there was again ball in behind that Oh yeah. That again was I d I can't remember if it was up or but I think it was up go, but I'm not hundred percent. Skyed it over. Yeah, it like broke down in midfield and there was one good first-time pass in behind. Yeah, I remember that now. Um, but yeah, Nonto got into the box, made a great run, beat about four players, denied by a really good save from Jack Anik. I would have to see it back properly. It looked like he beat the last man and that took him a bit too wide. And it looked like he may have had an angle to shoot without beating that man that would have probably been a better angle for the shot. But like that was unlucky. Anik tips it into the ground, up onto the bar. Dan James has a good shot into the bottom left corner, which was a really good save for Manic as well. Uh, Dan James has one disallowed for offside against Luke Ayling, which I haven't seen back, so I don't know how close it was. But it was no, one who, no one who was in line with it was going mental in the stand. None of the Leeds players went mental. So I assume it was plenty off. Yeah, Luke, Luke Ayling was a good couple of yards off. And I think he was a good couple of yards off about five times. Hmm. Oh, that that was just our fullbacks. Well, well, I think Byron only did it once. There were, uh, and, does that make nearly, it more than one fullback? Yeah, nearly all of them, as well. Mo- the vast majority of them were in situations where there was no need to get caught offside. I actually think the worst one for that was Byron's because he wasn't even running in behind; he was standing, hmm. and he just had wandered offside and stood two yards offside and got the ball. Yeah. Um, We'll talk a little bit about Byron. I thought he was really good when he came on. Yeah, very, very composed. Um, I, I, I suppose, like I said, at that point, it, it was all us. So um, it would have been interesting to see how Hjelda would have done in that because by that point, they'd clearly made the decision we do not need to go forward. Mm. You know, we there will be war. I think they'd. Almost moved into a four four one one at this point. 
and obviously sitting really deep. And, and one of the other things was they were giving us so much space out wide because we didn't really have any sort of central threat. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna talk about his like actual end of the game, but we'll do it now. Not a specific person we missed having a nine in this game. Because it wasn't just that they sat really deep. They were able to sit so narrow because they knew we weren't going to chuck crosses in. And it made it so much easier for them to defend. If we'd have had a nine, no matter which, if it was Bamford or Rutter or Mateo Joseph, if we would have had one and just been able to stick crosses into them, they would have had to be a bit wider to close the crosses. And when they then cut inside, the likes of Nonto and Sinistera, later Pervader, all that, would have had a bit more room. Mm. And it would have made things much easier. Even if even if it was like someone who... Even if we'd have just brought on Sonny Perkins and said, play up front. Like, I, I do think that it would have made the shape of the game easier. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, th- I think one of our problems as well was that you had... Bearing in mind how how Fark likes to play, where your 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 wide players are coming inside, we had four right-footed players yeah. to come inside, um, and one I don't think that is Dan James's strength. To be fair, is it, coming in off the left, but it is Nonto and Somerville's. Uh, and Sinisteras certainly is that. I, th- I thought Summerhill probably looked at his best when he was playing down the middle. Yeah, I know it's easy to say because he ended up with a goal and assist, but all, when we were on about changes in the ground, I was saying the one you don't take off is Somerville. He looks the most likely. Yeah, he, he was having some very good touches in and around the penalty area. I, I was I was a little bit surprised when it was when it wasn't Sinistera coming off to be honest, because I thought he, he'd gone a bit quiet. Mm. Um. But yeah, it just I know we have a lot of options there and it will probably in an ideal world, if you get Jack Harrison back, I think he's a more natural fit for that right hand side. Um or or even Ruter. I th- I think you then you've got someone who can play that right hand side more naturally. Mm. Um and then you just need your your number nine. Because I, I, th- I think you've got Sinistera and Nonto, who whose strengths are very similar to each other's. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I do think by the, I still think by September Nonto won't be here. I I, I think that as well. But wh- whilst it's going on, it's, it's probably just a little bit frustrating because I think watching us try and rotate round and, and everyone seems to have a go at playing every position. And I don't think it did as many favors, to be honest. No, because I don't think that because I don't, and I think because of the position we were in as well, it's not as if we were dragging players out of position. You know, Cardiff had kept to that very narrow, pr- pretty much playing the the width of the penalty of the penalty area and letting us have the wider areas. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like you say, if you if you have Bamford who has a better chance of getting on the end of a cross than Nonto or Somerville or James. Mm. God, they're quite small. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, I, th- I think we're just needing players back now to, to 
to balance it out because we've got the we do have these attacking wide players, but I just don't. I think at the moment it kind of looks a little bit like square pegs in round holes. Yeah. Uh, so later on, um, Pervedo and Galhart come on for James and Nonto with like ten minutes left, and then Sonny Perkins comes on for Archie Gray in the ninety-third minute. Um, I thought that Perkins was a bit unlucky not to get on earlier than that because by this point we didn't need more than just Ampadu in the middle. Like you could easily just have one and then a line of four. Adam Clayton there just pinging the balls in. Yeah, like they'd given up by that point. Um, Gellhart didn't really do much when he came on. Perkins didn't get time to, but for a te- for a fifteen minute cameo, I thought that uh, Jan Pavada did about as much as you could hope for someone to do without getting the actual goal contribution. Yeah, it was quite nice to see someone being direct, and again, it was typically cutting in once you're around the penalty area. Um, one of the strengths I do think you get out of Luke Ayling still is his ability to go forward and and be an option for, for the overlapping runs. And I, and I think he linked up quite well, just just stopping the the Cardiff you know the extra Cardiff defender from closing down Pervader to to give him that extra half yard to move. Yeah, it. I'll tell you, what, it was noticeable particularly first half because Yelder was inverting. They were doubling up on Dan James every time he got the ball. Whereas they couldn't do that on the other side because it was 2v2. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it was, it was I mean, Pervader, um, when you look at the options and, and when you think about who will probably be here come September, will probably be someone who, who features off the bench. Um, I, you know, I still think he needs. Work on his end product, but it, you know it was it was nice seeing him beating men and getting into decent positions. Yeah. Uh, later on, I was it was what like ninety fourth, ninety fifth minute. Uh, Simistera, who had been quiet for a fair bit, cuts inside, has a shot from distance, which he's one of the players that you never mind doing that. Gets blocked, hits a different Cardiff player on the back, drops to Somerville. It's a bit behind him, it's in an awkward position, and he fin- the finish is absolutely outstanding. Like he, It's really not an easy ball to hit that, and he's taking it first time, gives Anik no time to react. Great goal, Bedlam. Celebrated a bit too much, because there was like two minutes left. <laughs> if I'm being, like, you know, you should probably... It's part of you, like, just get the ball, go, come on. Get the ball, show your intent, but like, I am still president of the Crescentio Somerville fan club, uh, so I'm I'm delighted for him to have this good a start. I'm still terrified Palace are going to buy him because I think it makes all the sense in the world. Um, yeah, I I I think the more I watch him, and, and the only other time I'd, I'd really seen it was in the in the twenty ones, but I think he could this season become a really good number ten. Yeah, he because we don't have an actual ten, he is probably the most likely. I still think you could. I still think you could make Joffy into that, but it's it, yeah. I, I mean, I, I I said before the game that I think I would have preferred Gelhart, and I, and I think it's because again, I'd, I I don't entirely see what it is Dan James brings to this team other than raw pace. Mm. Like I, I know he will 
get shots away at times. But when you're looking at, like, I don't think he's anywhere near the quality in terms of end products compared to Sinistera, Somerville, or Nanto. Yeah, and I suppose if 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 you're playing against a team, the ability of Cardiff, but they'll play with a high line. Fair enough, Dan James. It can spread the play and make runs in behind for those crossfield balls that Cooper especially likes to hit. He doesn't do it as much as he used to, but those are there. When you're just parked on the edge of the 18-yard box, it is less likely to be Dan James that unlocks things. Yeah. Um, but 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 again, that, that's still looking at those four. If, 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 even if you swapped Gelhart for, for James... The, the the more I look at it, the more I've sort of come to your way of thinking that he probably fits this team best coming in off the right. Mm. Um, and still leaves you then asking, asking who your striker is. Yeah. That's, that, it needs addressing. We need a nine. Uh, we need a centre-back. We may well still need a left-back. Probably a centre-mid. Definitely need a centre mid. Like, because <laughs> uh, that's one of the things that we will say. We'll, we'll talk about the new, the couple of news bits in a sec. The only other thing that's really to talk about, we've talked a lot about the front, we've talked a lot about the back. Amper Dylan Gray. Um, I thought both were really good. I think there has been a slight overcorrection because of Career being 17 and a Leeds lad. Like, I know he, he got man at match and everything. And he was really good, but Ampadu was really good in this game. He was the better of the two centre mids, I thought. Yeah. And that, yeah. that is not in any way a knock on Archie Gray. I'm so excited about Archie Gray. <laughs> yeah. He, Ampadu just looked so accomplished, didn't he? And it, it was really nice having gone a year of us struggling to retain possession just to see someone just be calm on the ball and... Mm. Like no, I'm I'm, I'm going to turn this guy, and then I'm going to clip the ball wide, yeah, and then and then actually been able to do it. There was a thing in the first half that I thought was interesting. Like I fully expected Ampadu to be dropping in and be the first receiver off the centre backs, and for a lot of the first half, especially, it was Gray that was doing it. Uh, I think part of the reason might have been that Ampadu started slightly further forward so that he could be nearer Aaron Ramsey, because even though his legs don't work, he's still Technically very good. Aaron Ramsey, who I completely forgot was playing by that second half. Yep, when he got subbed off was when I remembered. Yeah, which which I don't know if that says a lot about him or just how far off Cardiff had had dropped by that point. But um, no, I I thought the midfield worked really well together. Um, Yeah, the sad part is I'm looking at Archie Gray thinking, God, it's a shame you got injured last year. Yeah, if he wouldn't have got injured in pre-season, he definitely would have um, would have made his debut early last season. Yeah. Because he was playing in pre-season. Yeah, like, I, think, was... I think he'd have featured more than... Um, well, I think he'd have done better than half the players that went out last year as well. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, considering debut at home, opening day, 17 years old, and... He just strolled through it, really, didn't he? Yep. Really good. Um, And I think everyone's looking at him going, right, he could be the next one. And that's what he's the next one to Aston Villa. 
oh god that'd make me so sad if it was <laughs> like i can live with it if he has a if he has a breakout season he's brilliant and man city pay like shit loads of money for him if he goes to like a mid-table premier league club i'd be fuming <laughs> um oh, hello. yeah <laughs> oh god we give him a passport after a year. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, it sounds like Chelsea are stepping up their interest in Tyler Adams because he's got a release clause of about 20 million, which is around what we've heard. I still, I, I aren't sure whether they actually want him or if they're just doing it to try and get Brighton to sell Caicedo. But yeah, Brighton are doing the thing that we should do. Brighton seems to be holding out for about 100 million for Caicedo. Yeah. It's 100 million. How about 70? It's 100 million. How about 80? It's 100 million. We're in Europe and not in debt. It's 100 million. That's how much it... I, it, it, I, I want Chelsea to offer 99.5 million and Brighton to tell them to fuck off. <laughs> no. No, it's 100 million. <laughs> um, I mean, like, I think, I'm sure that deal will happen this, eventually this summer. But if, if Tyler Adams goes to Chelsea... It's not like Adams is one of the few that came out with any credit last year. If he goes, he goes. He doesn't appear to be kicking up a fuss and demanding to leave. He seems to be tutoring Archie Grave through the game. Yeah, which was nice to see. Like it shows that he I'm pretty I, I am very confident in saying that Tyler Adams does care and he, even if he leaves. Like if, if Chelsea come in for him and the trigger is release clause and he goes, that's fair enough, really. I won't have any bad other than I wish you hadn't got injured and that red card you got at Spurs was stupid. Other than that, I haven't really got a bad word to say about Tyler Adams. I don't think losing Adams will be the difference between us getting promoted or not getting promoted this year. You'd rather have him, but if you don't, there's you, you can get a different centre mid. It's going to be other positions that make the difference on that. No, and he's also probably going to be one of the few players that actually brings us some cash. Yeah. Which, which I think we need. And I, I think if you sold him, you could get two or three key positions sorted with that. Yeah. Well, and that's that's really what you've got to do, isn't it? I mean, like that's what you would assume Southampton are doing. I've had a couple I mean, of go. Livermento's gone this morning. And I know that it's 40 million and Chelsea get like 15 of it. Still, that's a lot of money in the championship. And that's good money. The money they're probably going because they just rejected 45 for Lavia as well. Well, that, that's another one that they're doing. It's the exact same. It's 60 million. How about yeah. 30? 60, 40, 60. And this time it's Liverpool, but they'll pay it because Liverpool lost five senior central midfielders this summer. They're going to pay it eventually. And yeah. If they sell him, Ward Prowse <clears throat> is not pushing for a move. He'll go if they accept a bid, but. I think they'll probably end up being at keep press. But if you, I mean, if you sell those two, you, you are then under no pressure to sell someone like no. him. You will have to um, buy two central midfielders, but yeah. But I mean, for for the money you're getting in, yeah. you are in the championship. You probably only need to spend a third of that if you want, yeah. you know, to get two good players. Um, Which is why that... leads to, if Leeds are doing it, it's why I want us to move quick. Because otherwise, the best one we can get is going to go to Southampton or Leicester. I think that's why it's 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 a shame that we've that that, that for us that, that we've ended up with these players going back out on loan because 
I, I'm not saying we're, we're not going to get the, the sorts of fees that, that Livermento and Lavia are going to get, but if you got, you know, 10 to 15 million on Christensen and Aronson. Yeah. Even that, if it, even if it was like seven or eight for like, we paid what, 12 for Christensen. If you got seven back. Yeah. Urente. Get a fee on Urente. <laughs> yeah. But we've gone over that plenty. We will. We probably will on the first podcast after the transfer window shuts as well. Um, but yeah, so obviously it is, there's no way you can look at that game and not call it two points dropped. Some of it did just bump into my head, even though it was not his fault. That run of Melier shots on target going in. They had two, two goals. Neither of them were actually Melier's fault. But, no. Um, that carries on. It's definitely two points dropped, but I do think that equaliser makes a huge difference. Because I, I just think if we'd have lost our opening game after everything, I think you would have seen, as ridiculous as it sounds, quite a, the spiral of negativity. And although people are annoyed that we didn't win, it's not been like that. Mostly, I've seen people being relatively positive about the game. Hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think for the most part, you, you'd have to say um, it, it was nice to see us att- nice to see us attacking and and being confident in possession. I thought we retained possession really well for the most part, which again we haven't had for a year. Um. Obviously, there are going to be tougher tests, but it's still very hard to tell when you're looking at the city. Really, not helped by the the Cooper injury as well. Yeah, um, but which, as far as I'm aware, there is still no news of. Yeah, we're still, um, you know, we're still we're still a ways off knowing what this team is going to be in three four weeks time. Um, but as as a as a blueprint of how we are going to play, I'd, I'd have to say I was pretty happy with it. Yeah. So um, I get no one got any points for predictions because everyone said we'd win. Uh, on to Wednesday, which is a bit. This will barely be a preview because look, let's be honest, we don't know about Shrewsbury. Uh, it's got a lovely grammar school there. Um. Oh. Who's the I first know, player in this? Who's the first player in their squad list that comes up on Google? Um, I don't know, but I know they signed Noan Kennedy the other day. It is him. Yeah, that'll be why, because it'll have been Googled a lot recently because they've just signed him. Um and so that that was the only thing that I knew off the top of my head. I've just had a look at their transfers this season. They have brought Cal Winchester back from Sunderland, and he's a he's a pretty good player. Um and I know they lost Matthew Pennington in the summer to Blackpool who somehow has managed to move slightly up, you would say. Uh, But that's basically all I know. If I I haven't looked at their squad properly, they played a 3-5-2 in a 1-0 win over Cheltenham at the weekend. Uh, Noam Kenny played in the middle of midfield. By the looks of Winchester being on the right, I'm going to guess this was more 5-3-2 with wingbacks because he played out there a lot. Um, But no, like I don't know. Anything about them really? Uh, Tom Bailey in middle of midfield. He's the few times I've seen him, he looks pretty decent. There, there are there are names of players that I know. Like obviously, Bayless is one of them. Chaydon plays another. 
Oh, I forgot uh, she had them as well. Yeah, but yeah, I can't. I can't say. I can't say I know a whole lot because I'm still a, a pampered Premier League fan, really, and I haven't kept up with Shrewsbury for some reason. Yeah. Um, the main thing for us to talk about with this is uh, what sort of team do you reckon we'll put out? I assume Darlow and goal. Yeah, I think they'll they'll have to, probably have to be a, a couple of changes. Although I don't think you can think with this this the injuries and stuff. I don't think there's a whole lot you can change, but I'd still expect there to be four, five. Well, if we sort of try and go through it, Darlow and goal. Drama's injured, so it could be early. Do you think he might play Shackleton right back? Hmm. It's, uh, you probably know better than me. Is when has Shackleton been playing at right back in preseason when he's come on, or has he been uh, in centre mid? He played some games in centre mid. He played some games at right back. If he started, it was in centre mid. If he came off the bench, it was quite often at right back. Yeah, i I think he'll probably go. I think he'll probably go with Ailing to start. Ailing because he'll be captain as well, won't he? Yeah, and then, and then Cresswell, Cresswell, Trout, Byron. Yeah, you. You want you it, because it's probably going to be Cresswell and Strauch at the weekend, and they will have. Well, I was about to say they haven't played together, but they will have done just not for the first team. Yeah, but still, you probably want them to to get some experience playing together. You maybe take Strauch off at half time, <coughs> probably for Yelder to play left centre back. Yeah, and then and then Byron left back. Uh, um, mid- midfield, you don't Grace seventeen. You don't want him starting. Three games in a week. Probably Ampadu so, and JB. Yeah, Ampadu and JB and Ampadu goes off. If we if we're winning well, goes off at half time, if not the hour mark. Yeah. Um I would be fine as because I really I do not give any kind of shit about the League Cup this season. I mean I'm off to the game and everything. If it's if they play JB and Lewis Bay, I'm absolutely fine with that. Um, or they might, if Ailing starts, they might play Shackleton in middle midfield because it's then slightly more experienced. But I think JB will start for certain. And um, then I think you're probably looking at all the strikers are still injured. I wonder if he might have a look at Perkins because it's so know. weird to me. It's so weird to me that he did not play in preseason at all, but did play in the under twenty one friendlies. Yeah, I'd be interested because I, I, I think coming out of that game, if, if as we've spoken about, I think this would be the perfect time to try someone out as the out and out striker. Um, and I think this would be a decent test for Perkins as well. Yeah, I, I would quite like, even though Perkins, he's another one who I don't think his best position is nine, but he doesn't like chasing back. And he mm. can play at the nine, so I'd probably go for it. Uh, Ali is going to saying, "Do we want to risk our first team centre backs? He'd go, he'd go with Mullen and Strauch. I wouldn't rule it out. Um, um, I, I wouldn't be entirely against Mullen, certainly getting minutes in this. Yeah. But I, I'd quite like us to start a little bit stronger than that, and then take people off. Yeah. 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 But like you could do, he's also said JB and Bait, which I I am absolutely fine with. Sort of and and again, the, the other way you could look at it, the other way you could move it is if Shackleton came on and move Ailing into the middle. Yeah. Um. So we're thinking it'd be a good idea to play Perkins at nine. You don't want to play Sinister three times in a week. 
No, I. You want Gell You want Geller probably as the. Somerville. Oh no, actually, I'll tell you what. Geller offer like play Pavedo at ten, based on preseason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, will start. Yeah, I could see, I could see Somerville starting this one, and then like you say, Perkins or outside chance Matteo Joseph. Uh, Joseph won't be fit. Joseph's not fit for that. Oh, role. he's injured, isn't he? Sorry. Yeah. yeah Otherwise, I'd be saying that's who play the front. Like, but yeah, because yeah. our squad isn't that big, there is going to have to be some of them. Like, we can't make full changes. Like some, but I think that the ones that start just won't play the full game. Um, we obviously leads us first under twenty one game is this Friday, so we've note to go off in terms of that form. Like I think Mullen gets on the bench. We could have been out. I wouldn't mind seeing Charlie Crew on the bench based on the brief bits that we saw in the twenty ones once he stepped up. But I, th I think that's probably about it. Because there isn't really an like, I mean, it was it was going to be the striker now. Matteo just has stepped up a bit. Luca Thomas probably. Like, yeah, it's too soon to tell with any of them. I would, I would probably, I definitely wouldn't place, I wouldn't place Mistela at all in this game. I probably wouldn't even have him on bench. I'd just mm. go like, you you have a rest because we know what your fitness is like. Somerville, I wouldn't start, but I'd probably, but I would have him on the bench because if he has to come on and play 20, 30 minutes, I think that's fine. But yeah, we'll, we'll see how many move about. But I think like Perkins, Pereira, and um, <laughs> Gellar—that's a bad sign. Uh, <laughs> I think I think they should all start. But um, we have predictions sent in from Connie and Alex. Connie has a three 0 win. Alex has a three one win. Uh, I am going to go for uh, a two 0 win. Uh, I'm going to go for a 4 1 win. 4 1 win. Uh, and in our preseason predictions, as expected, uh, five points for everyone who isn't Alex Benison because Archie Gray was the first as he started. Yeah. <laughs> Although, like, he did say Perkins and he did, he did end up playing. It was the yeah. same game, it was just 90 minutes later. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Ali in the comments just there saying two one and uh, but one uh, and we've got a two 0 winning there as well. So yeah, everyone's pretty confident we'll win. We should win, but like yeah, just rotate, get through the game. Look forward to sperming a minute next week, and it's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm to be honest, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to. I, there's something I quite like about the first round of the League Cup where you're just watching a group of players play with a fair bit of freedom. Can you remember that weird one about four or five years ago where they did it? Didn't they do it on a weekend the week before the season started? Uh, so that's a fair while ago now, isn't it? They, I think, to be honest, you're saying that that might be when Warnock was in charge. Also, uh, when I say five years ago, it might be ten. Yeah, they they, they did <laughs> try it out. I, I don't even know if it went longer than one year, but yeah, the season kicked off with the League with the league Cup first round. Yeah, it was a weird uh, one. Yeah, I think Pelts leading us out. So that I might guess have been Juve's debut. Yeah, I guess the the final question before we go has the has the Cardiff game changed anything about your confidence levels? No, we're still going to win the league. I'm going to pit it. 
Typical HMS, etc. Uh, no, I'm, I still think in the playoffs, but we'll see where we are. That's it. We'll, we'll talk about that properly in September, I think. So, yeah, that will do us for episode 225 at Mighty White's podcast. Uh, I've been Jack. See you. I'm in KC. Have a good one. In a bit. <laughs>